the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm joined by America's new number one best-selling author and life coach, Dana Perino, who you thought was a journalist and a government official, but she's actually a life coach to every millennial woman out there. Dana, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's good to see you. You look good. Oh, thank you. So do you. I love I love this new book, Everything Will Be Okay. It is well-thumbed. I've gone through it so often, and I, I, the only thing I don't like about it is the subtitle, Life Lessons for Young Women from a Former Young Woman, because every young man out there could read this to great effect as well, Dana. You know, I've heard that also from a couple of different people. Um, Brian Kilmeade, being one of them, yesterday said that he personally got a lot out of it, but I also love that he read it, one, that he got a lot out of it, terrific, uh, but he's the father of two daughters um, that are, I think, 19 and 20 or 21 years old. And you know, they've got ambition, they've got talent, but they've got a lot of worries and concerns, and they're not exactly sure how to channel all of that great energy. Um, and it, so he was going to pass it on to them, too. He like he liked a lot of things that I thought were pretty interesting, too. So, yes, I've heard that from some guys. And also my husband, he thinks that every man should read it because – then men will fully understand that they will never fully understand women. That's it. You know, things we don't get, things I don't think about. I laughed at the fetching Mrs. Hill was sitting aside for me. I laughed and she said, what are you laughing about? Dana compared something to the pair of shoes that's in the back of the closet because it creates a blister every time you walk, but they cost too much to throw away. She got that immediately, right? So that's not something (laughs) I'm going to get. We all have those shoes, indeed. Yeah, Let's get to some specifics, Dana Perino. And again, it's the number one bestseller on Amazon. That's out of the box. Very strong, Dana. Congratulations. But I want to start with Let Us Condemn and Kill Off Up Talking. You brought this out in your first book. You've done it again. I want to stab this to death. Would you tell people what up talking is and why young women especially cannot engage in it? Yeah, so I have been beating the drum on this for many years, and it's partly because, one, I find it incredibly annoying, but I also believe that this way of speech is actually holding people back, especially young women, from opportunities. Uh, It's when a young woman talks like this all the time. You may have heard it, and they're not really sure, and they always sound and draw it out, so it doesn't sound like they are confident. Uh, Hugh, I, I promise you, if you speak like that, and you're in a competitive environment, which we are, you are not gonna get the job or the promotion or the raise. You will not be taken seriously. You will be not asked to present in front of the new client. You will not get to go on the big corporate trip. You will not get opportunities and you will cut yourself off from professional advancement. And what's interesting, Hugh, is I find that a lot of young women don't even realize that they're doing that. And Uh you can gently say something to them. And I've found that they can quit the habit cold turkey if if they just know about it but if they don't do that like they will cut themselves off from opportunity i just truly believe that you know i've participated in the hiring and firing of hundreds of people dana and i cannot tell you how much that resonates because in a conversation with an employee the ability to present accurately 
focused and to end a sentence with a point matters a great deal for clients and other coworkers. So well done there. You also suggest to people give themselves a week to chart and break their bad habits. For example, using the word like, which is another nerve cringing induced uh, uh, term. And the one that gets to me particularly because I had to break both of my sons of it. I, my daughter has never had this problem. Me and James or me and Will or me and Dwayne. It's, it's like a total inversion of the English language, and it affected the entire millennial generation. So who do you go to to listen to you in order to break the bad habit? Well, that's, it's a great question. So I have a, a couple of ideas. One is uh, I have a list of podcasts that I recommend. I'm a big enthusiast. There's a few. like There's one I, ha- I like called Grammar Girl. And oh. she takes on whatever sort of, you know, there's a lot of them. that She takes on all these different sort of, issues in regards to the English language and will help you think it through and break a bad habit. Uh, the issue of saying like too much, again, it's like up talking. It can set you back. If you are then presenting in front of someone and you use it as a verbal tick, you use it as a word that will help you gather your thoughts. So you're like filling space. It's a filler. Uh, you might not hear it, but the person you're presenting to does hear it. And here's the other thing. Young people today, this millennial generation, they are working their way up, but they are now working for boomers or Gen X. And boomers and Gen X, we don't like that. It sounds off to us, and it'll be the first thing that makes us think, "Mm, no. I will admit to you, Dana, I count. When people start using the word like in a conversation, I count it uh, because I know that it's a killer. Let's get to some more substantive stuff, but still practical. Clean up the inbox occasionally. Uh, Fetching Mrs. Hewitt has a word, Ohio, which is my favorite state since it's my state, but it actually stands for only hold it once so that if you touch something, get rid of it. You've got a lot of very practical advice in here. And I wonder if it's going over well in the offices around you, because no one's going to have as tidy an office as Dana Perino, I think, at Fox News. Well, the other thing is this book is coming out a year into our two, uh, the year anniversary of our two week lockdown to slow the spread. Work Ah. has changed for a lot of people. So I, you know, initially, one of the things I would say in terms of cleaning up your desk, partly it's just so that you can think well, but also if your boss walks by and sees a mess, that is not confidence inspiring at all. So there's both a good reason to do it for your own productivity, but also just perception. And then let's say that you're a young person and you are working from home. Uh, Maybe you have a one bedroom apartment or a studio apartment here in New York. So basically now you are living at work. And if your environment is cluttered and messy and dirty, one, that could show up on the screen. That's not good. But two, it will definitely cloud your mind. And so this book is really meant to try to strip away any sort of barrier that you're putting up for yourself that will prevent you from enjoying your life and also advancing in your career. I'm talking to Dana Prino about her new bestseller, Everything Will Be Okay. And you want to go out and get it. I'm going to get it for my 35-year-old military wife, daughter, and for my 30-year-old daughter-in-law, both of whom are professionals and in the workplace, one of whom has to move around a lot, one of whom is rooted. And therefore, it serves both of those audiences. I want to get to a couple of particular things because you really hit this. Number one, older people, me, I'm a lot older than you. We aren't very tech adaptable. That which I can use, I can use very well. And I've got two young associate producers, both of whom are very generous with their time. And they don't make me feel like a moron for not knowing how to do something. You encourage young people to be helpful, but also not to be helpful in a condescending way to older people vis-a-vis technology. 
Wonderful advice, Dana, because if you do the helping, but you make people feel like a moron, they're not going to like that. Yeah. So, you know, I try to keep up, but it's, it is difficult. Um, and I found myself not too long ago uh, scrambling for something, looking for something. Oh, it's when we went to the Super Bowl and there was this very complicated app that you had to use in order to get your tickets. And it was fairly intuitive, but it was asking for all of these things. And I finally, I just handed my phone to my assistant and said, can you help me? And she did it and she handed it back. She goes, there you go. We're all set. Yeah, Instead of the, saying, what do you mean? You don't know how to do that. Like, so easy. Like, what are you talking about? Now, that's Instead, the, that's the uh, greatest way. <laughs> it's such a positive book. And the key, I tweeted about this, uh, is about up managing. And it's on page, um, where is managing your boss? Uh, one, 151. Maybe it's, I don't know where it is. It's in there. Up managing. Would you talk to people about this? Because... It made such abundance that, I, again, I'm at the end of my career. I've got 10 years left, and people have to pay attention to what I want, not how they want me to be. Right. So you hear a lot about management. There's so many books that are written about how to manage other people when you're, over, when you're managing someone who is working below you. But the key, I think, to setting yourself apart in this competitive world is how can you manage up? In television, you might call that talent management. Um, but I think of it this way. When I work for President Bush, can I anticipate his needs? Can I be prepared when he says, what did she say? What, did, what happened here? Are we going to this thing? Do I have all the answers? Am I prepared to deal with him? And also, here's another thing. You have to figure out what your boss's timing is. So when she walks in in the morning and she's got all this, you know, her bags and she's got her email out and, and you say, hey, they wanted to know if at 2.30 today you could do, like, that's, no, that's not the time to ask. Let her put her bags down unless something is urgent and figure out how she likes to get information. Um, figuring out how to make your boss's life better will ensure that then your life, your day is gonna go more smoothly and you're much more likely to be promoted or get that great new job that you want. There were some great W stories in here. I love the fact, and you had not previously disclosed this, that he liked to be briefed en route to an interview, which I understand completely because then nothing gets in the way between the last bit of information you give him about the interview that's about to happen. So that might be a 30 second brief it might be a 45-second brief. It might be five-minute brief. I don't know, but you learned how to adapt to his need. You didn't try and schedule time onto his calendar. That, that's actually transferable from the Oval to everywhere. Yeah, so um, the flight on Marine One from the South Lawn to Andrews Air Force Base is 10 minutes. Hugh, what I could get done in 10 minutes, you would not believe. And I would filter, like, what are the five things that I need to get done today? And I could ask him one, two, three, four, five. And if he said, hmm, let me think about it, I said, can I come back to you on the plane on that? Absolutely. So I'm always like signaling, I'm going to need a little bit of your time. I don't want to bother you. Hey, I can do this quickly. Um, I, and that makes them want to see you again. Yeah. Although it's pretty funny, you know, on the way to an interview, he might, I might say, okay, here, you're going to get a question on this. And he'd say, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And it's not my first rodeo. And I would say, I know, sir, but you have to practice like you play. So yeah, I love that. I, I love practice yeah. like you play, gently reminding him. At, yeah, it's not your first rodeo, but sometimes you got thrown off. I love that. Uh, managing up, by the way, is on page 124. I want to make sure I cover two more things. We're going to talk at length for the Nixon Library. Eliminating negative people from your life. It's brutal. It's cold. It's absolutely necessary. And then the best anecdote in the book is the boss who misses the weekend conference call because yeah. you didn't do enough. And you're mad at them, and that's not the right way, Dana. You should be mad at yourself. Explain that anecdote, if you will. Sure. So um, this young woman, uh, she's working very hard. Um, she 
there was a com it was during the election season. She had put the conference call on her boss's calendar, um, and then she walked away for the weekend, right? And so he misses the call, and he's mad. So he, you know, he's like, "How can I miss this call?" And she and she said, "Put it on your calendar." Mm. You know, instead of saying, "How can I do? How can I make sure this never happens again?" I no. I understand that everybody wants their free time, Hugh. I absolutely do. But if you're in the middle of, let's say, election season, and it's a big deal, would it have been so bad to maybe put an alarm on your phone that makes you have a, send a text or, or call 15 minutes beforehand? Hi, I didn't want to bother you. Just want to make sure you're ready for that call. It takes just a little bit of that little bit of ounce of prevention to make sure everything goes smoothly. It, it really, really helps. I have an assistant at the Nixon Foundation. I have an assistant for everything else. And they both routinely remind me 10 times about every phone call because I just can't keep track. I'm bad at that. Dana, it's still not enough, Dwayne says in the background. Dana Perino, this is a terrific <laughs> book. Everything will be okay. And we will talk for the Nixon Foundation soon. Congratulations, number one on Amazon. And for a very good reason, it's going to be read by everyone who picks it up and say, I got something out of it. Congratulations, Dana. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait for the Nixon Library. It's going to be great. Yeah, it will be long and we'll have more time. It won't be so rushed. Be well. Continue on to your next media hit. Dana Prino is wonderful to have every time she's with me.